Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another edition of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. Don't forget, we drop episodes every Monday on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. This week's guest joins us from La Jolla, Texas. Many people may have called this guy the savior, or not the savior, but the inventor of of a semi-pro sports league involving tackle football. He's been involved in doing a lot of other projects on the outside, but he is more known for being the creator of Texas Valley Sports. His name is Jose Perales. Jose, thanks for joining us today, and how are you? Pretty good, Ray. I'm pretty good. How about yourself? It is awesome. How was the Thanksgiving holiday? Lots of food. <laughs> lots of food. Not as many family members, but lots of food. Wow, that is great to hear. As long as you had your healthy servings, enjoyed it with a small company, everything is all in good spirits. So let's get the show rolling. So, Joe, a few years ago, you decided to roll out Texas Valley Sports and Golosso Sports Complex and FAR. And since then, you've seen this thing grow. This past year, you could not get it going. What, what led you to start Texas Valley Sports and what were the foundations to it? Well, I mean... I remember when I graduated high school, you know, and back then, of course, you know, there was no cell phones, no social media, no, no, no way to network right online. And I just remember after high school, you know, you still had that itch to play football. It's just, you know, it was done. You've always seen those movies where they tell the kids, hey, man, they tell the seniors, hey, this is your last year. You might ever play football. Right. And it, and it truly was. Um, for many, many kids. And I saw that there was a niche in that, right? And, and I said, you know what? I'm going to do Texas Valley Sports because I'm willing to bet there's a ton of people who want to still continue to play football. And don't get me wrong. There were some semi-pro teams out there, you know, doing this thing. You know, they were, they were, they were playing football. It's just they, their reach wasn't very far, right? Um, you know, one thing that Texas Valley Sports did was it did bring uh, really the whole Rio Grande Valley together. Um, and a lot of kids out there that, that other organizations, you know, didn't, weren't able to do. And that's mainly because, you know, they just didn't understand the networking part of things and the social media and, and all that. So, and, and you started Texas Valley sports because of the lack of foundation, uh, for these kids, the, the lack of networking and yeah. you obviously it, it, it's, it's, it's grown in, in its popularity, but uh, how many years did it take you to start this Texas Valley sports? Like you, you graduated high school, you did your college stuff, but you still kind of had that, uh, that itch to play still. Well, you know, you, you're right. You know, it's, it's been a long time since I've been out of high school. And, um, what's funny is that, you know, the love of football never goes away. And, you know, I wish I had done this way, way sooner, but to answer your question, um, I just, 
one of the things my, my sister, one of my sister's dying wishes was for me to do something when it came to football. And, um, you know, after she passed away, I think, um, it didn't take me more than a few months to organize everything and get it all going. And it just grew, uh, beyond my expectations, but it just happened. Mm -hmm. And, and besides having that one motivating factor that led you to grow to this league, what's been the one difficult part to keep this level of sustainability? You know, you're dealing with grown men and, um, you know, you get all walks of life, right? You get guys that truly want to go in there and they were athletes in the past and, you know, they just want to continue to play some disciplined football. Uh, but you get all kinds of walks of life, right? Cause you get guys who maybe didn't play football in the past and they got a chip on their shoulders. They want to prove somebody wrong or, you know, um, you have uh, former gang members that join. You have everything that goes, you know, that comes in. Every variety is in there uh, of, of grown man, right? <laughs> so the hardest thing is, you know, it's not like kids, you know, in school where you can say, hey, behave, right? And they, they naturally listen to the teacher. These, you know, these are grown men who, you know, they have jobs. They, you know, they, they do what they want to do when they want to do. And that's probably one of the hardest things to control is, you know, how some of these guys might react as grown men on the field. Some of them have the discipline, some of them don't. As I'm being joined by the founder of Texas Valley Sports, Jose Perales, Jose, you know, you go, I remember being there for the first inaugural game. And I was a little bit in deer in headlights because, A, I've never worked a game where I'm right at field level doing stats I'm, I'm in a corner uh, seeing all sorts of things where you know I, I I don't get to see the striping on the field I don't get to see anything so I'm necessarily relying on, on someone else to feed information for me but take me through that first game where you know you were just running all over the place trying to um, yeah, just trying to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. Well, it was the first time anyone had ever really done something like this. Um, I mean, we, <laughs> we introduced instant replay to semi-pro football, really. Um, <laughs> so we, we were doing a lot of things that no one had ever done. And, you know, uh, there's just so many aspects to, putting a game together that people don't realize um, that, yeah, I was being pulled from every single corner. You know, uh, I was like a chicken with my head cut off, but I loved it, you know? And, you know, a big part of why, you know, you were doing your stats right from the, from the sideline is for semi pro had a bad name for many, many years uh, to where schools wouldn't lend out their stadiums or they wouldn't even rent them out. You could, you could try to pay these schools and they wouldn't take your money because they didn't want anything to do with semi-pro sports. So that's why we started at Golasso. That's why, you know, you didn't have all the, uh, the required, the required line striping. Um, but we made it happen, man. We somehow made it happen and it was magic. And, you know, being, just being a part of that inaugural game, you saw a little bit of everything. In fact, I'll never forget this one moment. Uh, Everyone was lined up for National Anthem. And I remember the DJ almost like pulling 
of pulling some strings together and you see this grown men literally in boxers running onto the field and before the anthem played you you, you hear some Kevin Hart sound effects and I'm like um, and I'm just here trying to look like okay where is this why are we doing this okay I, I saw the guy in boxers, but I never yeah. fe- I, I never put anything two and two together and until I started hearing the crowd chuckle right next to me. Oh like oh like yeah. really? Like <laughs> really? Like yeah. DJ sound effect, me, uh, I give up. I, I, I throw the towel and, and and we all had our good chuckle. Yeah, and, and again it goes back to you get all kinds of walks of life at our games, right? Um, and honestly, as stressful as it might sound, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, it's our community. It's the RGV, man. And, um, you know, we, we are a mixed bag of, of people. And I, I saw the beauty in, 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 in the chaos, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and we see that at every Texas Valley sports game. And it's, it, it's something that's really lovable, to me at least. Has, has it ever crossed your mind to try to build your own facility, whether it's an indoor or an outdoor facility? Has that ever crossed your mind now that you've had like several years and and seasons under your belt? Yeah, it's actually been a dream of, of mine. Um, you know, there's a lot that comes into play with that. You know, there's funding primarily. Um, there's approvals, right, that need to be done by cities. And, you know, it, it, there's there's a lot of hoops you got to cross, you know, to get that. And I would, I would love that. You know, if anyone out there is listening, <laughs> we've been wanting that for, for a long time. I mean, we have a dream to do something big for this community. Um, and I know that through sports, we can do it. Uh, there's so many things out there for youth, right? Everybody's always putting programs together and funding the youth and all that. But what about, what about when, kids graduate high school, right? Some of them still need help to become, you know, great citizens and, and they need the discipline of sports. And uh, this is where, you know, I think cities can, can come through and, and potentially at some point, maybe even help out TVS to, to keep these guys out of the streets and, you know, have this sports program that, that people can go to after high school. And for, for example, I mean, I, I know this has been like a very, um, it's been a hard topic for, for you yourself because you're trying to get you're trying to get this facility up and going. You're tr- you're trying to uh, get uh, people off the streets despite having graduations where you know you don't know the entire background, but you kind of see like the kids struggle at home still and. Their only way out to like a basic education is either through playing sports or getting academically recognized, but neither one or the other happens. And how how do you just try to uh, help out these people that are in need, you know, because once, once you graduate high school, it's like, okay, this is the start of a new life for you. Try to figure it out, you know, because opportunities come in all ways in all ways and shapes or forms but yeah. they're not always equal 
How do right. you plan to be that a balancing factor of equalization? Well, one of the main things that we preach here at TVS is that we're a brotherhood, we're a family. Um, and <clears throat> sometimes it's really just about belonging somewhere because you, you leave a lot of these guys out to dry and hang sometimes, you know, not, not having anything for them in adulthood. All they go back to is the same bad habits all the time and there's no outlet. Where at TBS, you know, maybe things didn't go right for you academically. Maybe things didn't go right for you on the physical physicality side. Maybe, you know, you weren't talented enough to play NFL football or college football. But here at least there's some place you belong. There's an outlet and you put yourself out of bad habits enough, you're gonna pick up something positive at some point. Someone's gonna rub off on you that's doing things right. And that's the whole purpose of Texas Rally Sports is, is we're a community, we're a family. Um, it's, a, it's, 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 it's ironic because it's a violent sport, but, it, but through this violent sport, we can find a lot of peace. Mm-hmm. And now I just want to go back real quick with the facilities things. Have sure. have you been approached by any facility to the point where, like, let's say, for example, if a Colosso became available, like if it was on sale, for example, yeah. would you would you take a little bit of a risk to get in there or would you continue playing on the risk like, OK, there's other facilities out there. They may charge a steep price for rental. At, at what point does TVS make a decision on one or the other, if such uh, if such opportunity were presented? Yeah, honestly, we would we would jump on the opportunity to to buy a location um, if everything was right, right? Because you know, one part of it again is funding. Um, but if we had the right funds, uh, we would definitely aggressively pursue that because you are at the hands, you're at the mercy, right, of, of venues when you're renting from them. And the risk you run at venues is that maybe you do something so good that the venues themselves say, hey, um, you know, now we're going to do this exact same thing you're doing. Um, and that's it. You know, you're out. You know, th this is the mercy of being at the venues, you know. Um, so you have to pay rent to them. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you do something good, they could potentially try to take it away from you too. And maybe not do it as successful, but they'll, they'll take it away sometimes. I've seen it happen. And, and with that in mind, you, you know, you, you give high school graduates that opportunity to, become, to try to become someone of themselves if the opportunities the traditional formats aren't available for them and and trying to get these facilities and, and being at their mercy but what's been uh, I guess the the number one challenge aside from uh, from a facility standpoint like uh, or aside from the facilities what's been the number one challenge um really it's it's besides the funding that the challenge is also, you know, okay, once, once we find this facility, okay, it's finding the right people too. Um, you know, finding the right, whether it's volunteers, whether it's employees, 
you know, that's always a challenge too, is finding the right people that have the right intentions, because you're going to see, I mean, you've seen it in the past where, you know, they take this blueprint that TVS has done and people have tried to copy it. People have tried to do some of the things similar to it, uh, but it's not with the same intentions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I come, I come with it with a, with a growth mindset of, you know, making the community, community, you know, come together. Other people are going to come at it at, you know, I just want to make money. I want to cut costs. I don't, I don't care so much about the community or the people that play in my league. Um, we just want to make money. And that's, that's the biggest challenge is that right now there are so many people that might want to, you know, you've seen competition come around and, and, you know, it's not like we're a big McDonald's that who cares, you know, if another burger place comes up, we're still big enough to continue, you know, we're still small. And, you know, with a lot of people, you know, trying to, you know, build the same type of league sometimes when they see something successful, it kind of pulls from, from our ability too. sometimes it's, you you come to think, you know, what if we all just came together, If we came together, we could do something huge, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest challenge, I guess, besides the venue, besides the funding. And, and you ventured in doing into uh, other sports like volleyball and basketball and, you know, you've had some people uh, like come up to you and, and, and request more of those sports. Um, how how much did it, it like um, take away from you from doing your nor- normal thing in football? I'll be very honest with you. Um, see, I, it's all about venues. It's all about the right people helping you. And, you know, when I tried that one year, doing football, volleyball, and basketball, I would say overall it was successful. It's just, it did take a lot. It took a lot of my time uh, from my family, from my free time. Uh, It was pretty draining, to be honest with you. And that's why, you know, we do need a facility. We do need to uh, employ the right people. Uh, It's just crucial. You know, we, we delivered a quality product anyway, but at the end of the day, it was uh, it was a lot. It was a lot in one year just for one person. Yeah. And now this year you didn't have a, a football season due to COVID. Yeah. Can you uh, at least break into some of the details that you want to see in for 2021? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think people are just going to be really excited to to play football again, especially at TBS. Um, but yeah, I would like to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that there's this vaccine coming out already because one of the biggest fears is that we'd have to reshut down again and maybe postpone another season or just delay it you know, longer. But I'm feeling really optimistic um, about us having our season in February. Um, we're still going to take precautions. You know, we're still going to want to take uh, temperatures at the games. You know, we still want everybody to wear their mask. We still want to practice social distancing. You know, it's not over yet, this fight against COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you mentioned the vaccine you, you wanted to be over with it. Are, I know you normally have a certain dateline where you want to start. Have you had to adju- adjust that and push that back a little bit to allow to, yeah. to see if the vaccine works or not? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we've had to push back dates. We ended up postponing the whole season. Um, 
and now it's pushed back to February. Um, so, you know, it has been getting pushed back. It's just, you know, it comes at a point where, you know, as you see right now, guys are playing football right now outside of TVS uh, because the itch is that strong. I mean, people miss football. You know, they're, they're getting to that point where they're just playing regardless of safety concerns sometimes. You just miss it that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so, you know, just just trying to, to, to put some sense. So you do plan on having something for 2021, even though it's like in, in the early stages of quarter number one, per se. How, yeah. About how many athletes do you kind of expect to see and how many teams are we looking at now? So we're looking at five teams. And this okay. was purposely done uh, because we had 10 at one point in the season. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we learned is we didn't want to grow too fast. Um, when you do that, you really have – remember, these. this is a competitive league where we try to be as competitive as possible. And we have to allow teams to build properly. That's kind of why the NFL doesn't just build, you know, two teams a year because they don't want to grow that fast either. Uh, you got to make sure that you have enough players, you have enough uh, of the right coaching – you want to build strong teams to be competitive. So when we had 10 teams, you know, we had some teams in there that just weren't able to compete at all. I mean, you were seeing scores of 97 to zero. And that's just not fun at that point. You know, it should have been a different league completely. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get the teams to be competitive. When I see these five teams build as strong as I'd like them to be, then we can branch out to more teams. Would a solid six-team league moving forward be the best for TVS sports so you could have balanced scheduling purposes? Honestly, and see, all this depends because we can continue to rent other venues. You know, I I would love – we have enough people and enough kids that want to play um, to have way many more teams. It's just, you know, the, the issue is – venues right um mm-hmm. you can't you can't just snap your fingers and rent any venue you want you know there's a lot of logistics and scheduling that go into it other people playing sports as well so if we had our own facility yeah we could probably have 20 teams in the valley but you know for now um i would say that five or six is good maybe for a few years and um i kind of think that is the sweet spot for right now as I'm being joined by the founder of Texas Valley Sports, Jose Perales. Jose, uh, I, I've got to ask you, you know, th- this year was a was a break year. What have you learned during this COVID year that perhaps you want to see applied into the 2021 season? I think, um, see ever since year one if you if you start looking at every single year we've played mm-hmm. behaviors have started getting better mm-hmm. amongst players you see less fighting less all that and i think with this covid when it happened people understood how important sports is sports are i should say um how we miss playing so much that all the, all the things that don't matter, like the fighting, the bickering, the attitudes, all that, you know, um, 
does it's 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 it shouldn't belong in the game. And I think people realize that because you know when COVID hit, you know people were left sitting at home like man. I'll do anything to play football right now. You know I'll behave. You know I'll do whatever it takes to play football. And I think that's that's the one silver lining that that COVID did was it made us realize and appreciate the sport of football. And you know, for me, like having to view some of it from the outside and even sometimes from the inside, I mean, believe me, I, I would catch uh, some, uh, some of the bickering and most of the bickering came from the coaches. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I really don't miss, you know, because some of it, I would clap back. And, and one of my favorite uh, questions that I was ever asked was, Hey, what do I need to do to win? My my response was uh, a Bill Parcells esque type of answer, and I told him, "Don't catch the cold." And he right. responded back, "Like, what do you mean, don't catch the cold? Like, yeah, bro, like, don't get sick." And I, and normally I would have followed it with some other colorful language. Normally. <laughs> Normally, yeah, yeah. And, and and the team got blow, uh, blown out like 65 22, if I can recall. Yeah, and, 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 I'll ne- and I'll never forget that game because all the players were like immediately after the game w- w- wanting their stats. I'm like, what's there to look at? Just look at yeah. the scoreboard, look at the scoreboard. <laughs> Tells it all on the scoreboard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you may have, like, padded your stats, like, midway through the fourth quarter going forward, but look at the scoreboard. Yeah, I mean, and and that's another reason. Again, there's a lot of guys who didn't play high school sports. Um, Sometimes because they weren't disciplined enough to play. And, you know, sometimes these guys have egos too, and and all that matters to them is their own personal stats yeah. over a win. Um, it's it's part of the learning process, also at Texas Valley Sports. You're gonna have a lot of fun, but you're gonna learn as well. Yeah. What what are what are the favorite things that you've posted on social media? And I want to say this was as of like two, maybe three years ago. You had a uh, picture of Thanos. <laughs> and and it read, after making a few good plays at Texas Valley Sports, and at the bottom it read, Don Tan Las Blanks. <laughs> yeah, it's the comical side of TBS. Um, well, and that, where does that just... comical inspiration come from? <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's just... Um... Like I said, we have a mixed bag of, of players and, and a lot of them will make you laugh, you know, and, and there's certain ways to reach these players sometimes. Um, and a lot of it's through comedy, too, sometimes, you know. And it's true. It teaches a lesson. It's like you make a couple of good plays and this is how you feel. You know, you feel like you're the king of the world and, you know, you did what you were supposed to do. You didn't fumble the ball, you know. <laughs> You know, good job. You made three yards, you know, or four, whatever you did. Um, but no, but, you see, but this is like after a few good plays, okay? First, you, yeah. you, you you get a TFL tackle for loss. 
Then you yep. force a fumble, which mm-hmm. you don't recover, but you forced it, and then you, yeah. you get a a quarterback hurry. That's a few good plays in a row. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you should be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you should be happy. Um, but yeah, it get sometimes it does get to people's heads, right? Not all the players. I, I'd say most of the players are fine. It's just you get some players. You can tell when some players, uh, you know, have never won anything in their lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they do a few good things, and it's like woohoo! You know, they, you know, they over exaggerate. They over, mm-hmm. you know, they have too much fun sometimes, right? Excessive celebrations. But uh, it's fun. It's still fun. But it's it's I I, I throw humor out there so that everybody kind of laughs at it. Joe, I want to thank you for your time. Appreciate the efforts. I look forward to doing this again soon, hopefully during the season. Uh, sometime soon, wh- yeah. whenever we, you get Texas Valley Sports up and running. Yeah, I, I would I would love to, Ray. All right. Many thanks, and uh, we'll see you soon. You're welcome. We'll see you soon. All right. Goodbye, Joe. All right. Goodbye. Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.